The scripture for tonight is Isaiah 12, 3. We'll read the whole 12th chapter of Isaiah, but we'll focus on verse 3. Isaiah 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. For he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. With joy ye shall draw water from the wells of salvation. Don't you remember that? With joy ye shall draw water from the wells of salvation. And when we really, really have joy, what happens up here? Don't we have a little smile? Amen. Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And with joy, we draw water from the wells of salvation. This scripture talks about drawing water out from the well. And it was a job. It's a chore. Uh, anyone that's ever been around a dug well, you know that, you know, you run a rope down there with a bucket and you try to lift it up. And well, it's a chore. But it appears in going through a lot of these accounts in God's word that it was the women's job. How many times have we seen in God's word that the women were at the well drawing that water? Well, find that interesting. And then you look at uh, in Genesis, the 24th chapter, it just, well, you know, water is, is such a great thing in God's word. It's well, in fact, you go clear back to the beginning. I was going to mention that. Clear back in the very beginning, in the second verse, it says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then it continues on saying, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the water. And God made the firmament, divide the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above and the firmament. And it was so. So water has a very important part in the Bible. And throughout this, there's so many times it mentions the wells and it mentions uh, the women drawing water from those wells. And then you think about another thing. The wells seem to be an important place for the men to gather to meet the young ladies that were there drawing the water. I mean, you read through, you, you see many times in God's word where uh, it's like the young men realize that this was a good spot to, to, to maybe socialize and, and, and be away from mom and dad and, uh, and be able to meet the young women. In fact, there's several young women that met their future spouses at the well. Genesis 24, where Abraham's servant had gone out to meet, to find a, a wife for Isaac and met Rebecca at the well. In the 24th chapter of Genesis, Jacob met Rachel as she was there to get water for her father's sheep. 
And Moses even met Zipporah, his wife, when she came to water her father's flock. So there's special place in God's word with water and with wells. And I'd like to try to paint a little picture for you tonight. A picture of a very, very poor country, very little drinkable water. Hundreds of women for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years, have walked many miles struggling to get water for their home. It was their source of life. Uh, they would carry a like a five-gallon bucket of water and fill it up and put it on their head and walk back to their mud hut. And this wasn't down a sidewalk. This wasn't down a nice path. This particular place, there were boulders bigger than the piano, bigger than a car, some of them, and the, kind of the path went around and over and under and through these rocks where they could get to places to find this water. Unfortunately, most of this water was horrible. Some of it, it looked like a low spot in a barnyard where it had rained and some water had stood there in the ground. Cows had drank out of it. Kids had played in it. That was the only water they had. Terrible, sad picture. But that's all they had. And they did their best to sustain life with what they had. Another place where they got water was, there was a cave. It was a kind of a pretty thing. And you look in there, kind of almost white sand, and the water was almost as green as the lawn out there. And it was quite an interesting looking place. But if you threw a rock up above, bats just, they were just full of bats there. And so the water was green because of the bats. But this is the only water they had. And they used that water, took it back to their home for, to wash. To, that's all they had. And this was the daily task. Every day they'd have to walk that distance in, in a hot sun. And, and it was a real chore. But their life depended upon it. The water, full of disease, full of bacteria, parasites. But what else could they do? That's all they knew. That's all they had. They had no other way to get any other water. And it was a real job for them. But this went on for year after year after year. And then one day, a foreign missionary arrives with a big truck, a well-drilling machine, and right in the middle of their little village, he sets this up and he starts drilling. And pretty soon the whole village, everybody around is excited to see what's happening. Maybe there's a little bit of hope for our life after all. Maybe there is some kind of a hope. And then the well is drilled. And as when it's the well is finished, water is splashing out. It's they used an air rotary, so it blows water out and makes a big mess. But this water was all over, and people were so excited, and they were laughing and smiling. And what a thrill it was to see water, fresh, clean water, in their village. 
and then the well driller was done. He welded a solid lid on top of the well and drove off. This, that lid had to be welded on to keep the kids from throwing stuff in the well, but it was sealed off. They couldn't get to it. And their dream of water started to fade. Day after day, as they looked out the, the door of their little hut, there was that pipe out there with the lid welded on it, and they had no way to get it, get to it. Some of them tried on their own with a rock, a hammer, whatever they could find to try to break that lid off to get down, but on their own, they couldn't do it. And life went on day after day, week after week, month after month. And, you know, after a while, how would you feel? Your, your hope would be diminished, right? Pretty soon it was like, well, look, I, look, I, I'm just destined to look at that, what I would like to have, but can't get it. And then, and then one day, the man comes back again. This time with some different equipment. Now on the back of a truck is a whole bunch of pipe. And they start taking that pipe and at first they cut that lid off. Oh, they were good and happy to see that lid cut off. And then they start putting some pipe down that hole. You know, the lively hope starts to come again. There starts to be a thrill. There starts to be a hope. Maybe there's something better for me. Maybe this will be what we've been looking for. And that pipe goes in the well and more pipe and more pipe and, and pretty soon the truck is empty. There's no more pipe to put in and it's just sitting there. There's nothing there. That won't do any good. The truck is empty. They, they've emptied everything. And then they start searching the truck. Searching every toolbox. This one and that one and another toolbox. And ah, oh, there's what they're looking for. There's the top of that pump. And they put that on there. Bolt it down tight. And it was a pump that kind of like bicycle pedals you turn with your hand. And oh, the people were so excited, they started turning that and turning that, and soon there's some noise, there's things happening. You can hear some rattling going on down inside, and out comes water. Out comes fresh water, folks. And that was the thrill of a lifetime for these people. They were screaming and shouting and happy as, happy as they could be. Their hopes, they had, now they had a lively hope. This is what they had been wanting. Something to take away that ugly, dirty water that they had been using. And I'll never forget the day I was there. And there's an old man sitting over, leaning up against a tree. White hair, white beard. He looked like 200 years old, but he was an old man, whatever it was. Somebody filled up an old water jug. I mean, it was like a milk jug that had been out in the dirt for a hundred years. It was, wasn't was clean. But they filled that up. They took it over to him. I can still this day see him tip that jug up. Water running down. A big smile on his face. Just water over his face and just all over. He loved what he had. That was a thrill that day. I'm telling you folks, that was a thrill. And then as we loaded all, everything up on the truck, Finally got everything in there, everything working. Told them how to use it and everything. Started to drive off. There was a young, very young mother, barefooted, little kid on her hip, running across the field to us. 
And we wonder, well, I wonder what she wants. You know, real often it's like, give me money, give me money, or we need help. But she came out with this little basket of the littlest, dirtiest eggs I've ever seen. But it was her gift to us for providing water for her village. That was probably at least at least a week's worth of food for her little family. But she was willing to give what she had in thanksgiving for what we had done for her. You know, and with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And the thought that came to my mind was, it was there all the time. It was there all the time. From the day of creation, probably that same water was there. It was there all the time, right beneath their feet. They just needed help getting there. They needed some encouragement. They needed some instruction. They needed somebody to show them how to get it. You know, the world offers us mud puddles. The world offers us horrible stuff. And and there are those that think that's the only way I can live. That's all I know is those that dirty water, the, the, the cigarettes, the alcohol, the pornography, all the horrible things that the world offers, they feel like that's all there is. But we have a job to do to let the world know that Jesus saves. There's something clean and pure and holy that the Lord offers. With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You know, the task might seem hard and it is sometimes it might seem like that trail to to where you need to get water it just it just seems well i heard somebody mention someone some time ago about a joy sucker joy suckers you ever felt like things in your life just wanted to suck the joy away from you it was just life was hard and what can i do there there's nothing else i can do but you know what? Throughout this time, I'd like to start suggesting that in nine weeks, I think that's right, nine weeks we have camp meeting. I think that's the right number. Okay. Now there's some lively hope. Maybe you've been wandering around feasting on this dirty water that the world has to offer. But then with camp meeting come on, that's a lively hope. There's something better ahead. And maybe even... Uh, is, I think it's next week, the special meetings in Grants Pass. The announcements of special meetings, of camp meetings. That gives a person some lively hope. There is hope. <clears throat> Even though the struggles might seem to be there, there is, we get much encouragement. Maybe you feel like that lid is welded securely on, on your prayer life and you just can't seem to get through. There's been mentioned a couple of times tonight about interruptions in prayer, distractions. I think it happens to all of us, doesn't it? I know it does to me too. But we're so thankful that God helped us to overcome. So with camp meeting coming on, we get the camp meeting and we have a good time, good prayer meetings. We feel like a little bit of splash of that water around and we see things happen to other people, but maybe I didn't get through. Maybe I didn't get what I was after. And maybe I go home from camp meeting and then 
day after day, the daily walk, you know, it kind of that, that, that edge gets worn off and maybe you feel like you're destined to live without that experience that God has for you. It's a long time between camp meetings. And, and as you look out the, the door of your hut and see that well out there with a the lid welded on, you think, well, that's me. I can't get through. I can't, I can't break through. But then there's announcement of another camp meeting or another special meeting. Oh, maybe there's a little more hope here. Maybe this time. Maybe this time. And then it's when that old truck comes with all that stuff on it and it's all unloaded. There's nothing left. But there's still something missing. Start searching those toolboxes. Whatever it might be hidden someplace. Whatever that might be. Find that last piece. And put it on that well of salvation, that well of sanctification, that well of the baptism. Get that last piece on there. And oh, there'll be victory, folks. There'll be victory. The old pump gets engaged and we start turning that handle and water comes out and that water starts splashing everybody. And you know, the joy, the joy of salvation, you know, at camp meeting, I, I see it so often. And what a thrill it is to maybe over in this corner, you hear somebody's praying. All of a sudden, people move over there. Share the joy. Just like that well, that water was splashing on one person or another. And then over here, there's another prayer meeting going on. Folks, that's the Spirit of the Lord moving. And that's what we definitely want. Are you willing to give everything to the Lord? Are you, I know you are. Are you willing to, to unload that truck, as it were? Search those toolbox. You know, there's so many good songs. Uh, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my soul. I love that song. I love those kind of songs. It really, uh, the hope that gets revived and refreshed and renewed. And then it's mine, it's mine, I know it's mine. But whatever the cost, it will be worth it all. There's joy in serving Jesus. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's what's in Nehemiah 8.10. That's where that song comes from. Isaiah 41.17 says, When the poor and needy seek water and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, what happens? I, the Lord, will hear them, and I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Isaiah 35.10. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with psalms and everlasting joy upon their heads. And what will happen again? They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. How was your well tonight? With joy shall ye draw water from the wells of salvation. We pray tonight that as, as we pray, that again will unload everything to the Lord. Seek Him with all of your heart. Give Him everything because He has something special for you. Oh, let's, let's sing number 17 and let's come and pray and receive from the Lord tonight.